Welcome to the Portugal Podcast 2022 FIFA World Cup Part 2. We're a few days closer to Portugal getting their tournament underway against Ghana. My name is Matthew Marshall. He's Tom Cundit. Tom, what's happening? All good. Getting closer and closer, isn't it? Uh, just uh, you've got about three more days, haven't you, in Europe before you head out there. Nice little send-off for Portugal yesterday. I'm sure we'll talk about that. So, yeah, it's looking good. Yeah, I'm in Amsterdam, mate. It was my birthday yesterday. A really awesome concert tonight, Tommy Emmanuel. He's awesome. I'm having a good time. Okay, Tom, you're at the training session. You got to talk to Mr. Fernando Santos. Tell us all about how that training session went and what did you ask him? Yeah, well, I just asked him about the uh, Pep situation because, of course, as we know, one of Portugal's key players for so long, he's been out for five weeks. He just played five minutes in the last Porto game last weekend against Boadista. So I asked him, uh, you know, how he was, and uh, Fernando Santos replied that he's, uh, yeah, he's getting fitter day by day. Uh, he said he is very confident that he'll be okay because he's been working very well at Porto uh, on his fitness. Uh, he said he'd be playing in a few minutes in the game against Nigeria, which he did. He played the second half. So yeah, it's all looking good on the on the pet front. I uh, expect him to start against Ghana. What did you learn from observing the training session? Well, I just thought there was an, uh, of course, <laughs> we're going to talk about it, I'm sure, but uh, there's been all the talk, of course, about Ronaldo after his interview, and that subsequently led to all sorts of theories about how this Portugal training group or this training camp is in meltdown and nobody's talking to each other and uh, it's all going to be an absolute disaster and uh, I, I was pretty confident when I was hearing those theories that it's all that's all a load of baloney and it's nothing like the truth and uh, it was no different to any other you know pre-tournament training camp I've been to all the players seemed in good spirits you know a lot of uh, joking around Everyone really seemed to be pretty much fully focused. Of course, Ronaldo wasn't there, so I suppose he had a stomach bug. So I suppose the conspiracy theorists will uh, start saying, oh, yeah, of course, Portugal were in a good mood that day. Ronaldo wasn't on the pitch. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I have to say, uh, you know, it all looks pretty good. I think the players were, you know, just uh, seemed to have a good spirit among each other, working hard. And of course, we saw yesterday that they, uh, you know, seem to be in a good moment, a lot of them. And so things are quite nicely set up, to be perfectly honest, for Qatar. Nice to hear. So let's talk about the match last night. You're at, of course, Portugal 4-0, defeating Nigeria. Bruno Fernandes with a couple of goals in the first half, one of them a penalty. Could have had a hat-trick on the stroke of half-time. And then Gonzalo Ramos and João Mario coming off the bench with a goal each. Rui Patricio saving a penalty in the middle of that. Tom, interesting stuff. We saw Antonio Silva make his debut, played 90 minutes. Diogo Delo, 90 minutes. William Carvalho and João Felix, the other outfield players, to get 90 minutes. We saw Otavio basically starting with William, the central midfield. Andre Silva got the start. And, of course, off the bench, we saw Guerreiro, Vitinha, João Mario and Pep all play all of the second half. Gonzalo Ramos, of course, coming off the bench with that goal. Ricardo Horta getting about 15 minutes. Tom, you were there. What did you see? Yeah, pretty good. I think the first thing we have to say is that, of course, it was a pact of non-aggression uh, between the two teams. Basically, there was no 
uh, you know, crunching tackles going in from, from either side. Just to, just to put a little bit of the dampeners, you know, it was 4-0. It was an excellent performance by Portugal, but I'm not sure we can really read too much into it uh, just because of that. You know, I think players were more kind of focusing on not getting injured, trying to get, you know, some good uh, combinations going. But yeah, you know, having said that, you know, Portugal played really well. Of course, a couple of really outstanding performances, none other than two players who didn't actually score, uh, Joao Felix and Otavio. I thought those two were outstanding. And uh, it was interesting after the game, Fernando Santos was asked, you know, has this performance and the display by some of these players changed your mind about what you're going to do against Ghana? You know, has, uh, has this influenced the tour to start on it you're thinking about? And he basically said no, uh, that, you know, he's got pretty much in his mind what he's going to do against Ghana. And, you know, he's got to look at the whole training camp as a whole and, you know, the whole preparation for this. But, uh, but you know, I can't help feeling, especially Felix, you know, he looked really like he was enjoying football. So creative, Matt. He's such a creative player, you know, the, as well as being a goal threat himself. But uh, the pass, he, the two passes he did for the first goal uh, for Diago Dolo, Dalo, uh, really fantastic pass. And I think even the second pass was even better, right in the stroke of part-time for, uh, for Bruno Fernandes, you know, gave him a chance at his hat-trick, just missed that from a tight angle. But those are the kind of passes that you really need to be a player with, as well as, you know, having the skill to pull it off. You need to have great vision. Uh, and he just proved what, a, what an outstanding talent he, he is and he can be. And he kind of showed why a lot of people think he can become one of the best players in the world. So, uh, so yeah, you know, really good to see him. He was, of course, interviewed after the match as well. And the interviewer said something like, uh, yeah, you know, things haven't been going so well for you at club level. And he immediately came back, uh, Joel Felix, saying, well, you know, last few games I've been playing a bit more. I've been much more happy with how things are going individually. Uh, I've scored a few goals and, you know, I'm just looking to carry that form on. So he really seems to be brimming with confidence. And, of course, with not too much football in his legs, uh, you know, that could actually be an advantage, the fact that he hasn't played so much for Atletico. Yeah, I thought he was really good. What I love about his game is that when he gets that confidence, then he can basically do anything. Passing, as you mentioned, is really really good in and around the box and he, he loves to beat players one-on-one -on -one and he's got the skill to do that so he's just such a dangerous weapon if, and if he can get an early goal in Qatar then yeah we could see some very very good things from Joao Felix. Otavio was another one you mentioned who got the start and uh, did quite well. We spoke in part one Tom just how many options Santos has in central midfield. Bruno with the two goals will do his confidence no harm whatsoever. I don't know how much we can read into this if we're trying to look into the crystal ball and see what Santos might do uh, in the opening game. But I think for sure, Joao Felix is the one that came out of this match, you know, with the best impression. And with Diogo Jota injured and not in this squad, Tom, surely, surely Joao Felix uh, gets the start. And if we look at the guys that didn't play at all, you know, maybe maybe he's going to go with Pal Nina and Neves. One thing I didn't mention in part one when we were giving our uh, what we thought Santos would do and what we would do, you know, there's going to be so much variation throughout the tournament. It's not going to be the same team. Every game, there's going to be players with niggling injuries. Cards will come into it, uh, different situations. So I thought it was pretty good. Nigeria, you know, they just really they had no real interest in being there, I don't think. 
Portugal are certainly the central defenders. It hasn't been great not having any friendlies. You know, all those games in the Nations League are pretty much must-win important games. So Fernando Santos took it as such and also took it as a an opportunity to partner uh, Danilo with Pep and Nuduman Diaz and give Danilo uh, a lot of game time in central defence. But it was really good to see Antonio Silva make his debut. Anything else that stood out for you, Tom? That's something actually I didn't mention when I first uh, yeah spoke about the match. And you're right, yeah, Antonio Silva, you know, every time he steps up to, you know, a kind of new level or a new, a different kind of pressure, he just... He just kind of takes to it like a duck to water, doesn't he? You know, he looked really composed, really good game he had yesterday. Uh, he was just beaten once in the second half, that, that, that one move. But uh, almost everything he had to do, uh, he did well. 19 years old, it's quite remarkable, really, you know, how he's come from nowhere, really, to become a, you know, a Benfica first-teamer and now to, uh, you know, to kind of prove that he's worthy of a place in this, in this Portugal squad. So yeah, that was really good to see, and uh, and of course your man Matt. Well, I call him your man, but <laughs> I know he's someone you you rate very highly. Gonzalo Ramos, of course, his first game, and uh, he couldn't have wished for a better debut, could he? Scored a goal, got an assist, uh, a lovely assist as well. That fourth goal was really a work of art, wasn't it? So yeah, you know, really good to see to see him, uh, you know, again fitting in and kind of proving that he deserves to be there. Yeah, I was going to get on to uh, Gonzalo Ramos. We talked in the first episode, didn't we? And, uh, I suggested that he's probably ahead of Andre Silva in the pecking order. And I think, um, yeah, that 25 or so minutes he got last night in the goal and his general play put him ahead in Santos's mind. And uh, great for João Mario, a guy I was talking up in part one also. Good to see him get a goal. Interesting also, Matt, hearing some of these theories. I mean, you just talked there the fact Neves and Palinha didn't get a minute, what does that tell us? Does that tell us, uh, you know, Santos was keeping them fresh and they'd be starters? Uh, you know, who knows? <laughs> We're only going to know in a week, but uh, I think there's positive vibes, positive vibes around this Portugal squad. Uh, you know, I don't care what people are saying from the outside, from what I've seen and from what I've heard, the players saying and everyone really connected with the squad. I think Portugal go into this tournament in a you know in pretty good shape mentally what did you see from Vitinha Tom the usual Vitinha you know really neat and tidy it was quite interesting beforehand I was having a chat to uh, an English journalist uh, called Tim Spears he works for the Athletic and he came over uh, commissioned to you know get all this kind of Ronaldo hmm. <laughs> hullabaloo to try and try and uh, dig into that but he used to be the Wolves correspondent for Athletic uh, and uh, that's actually the part of the world I'm from in England so we ended up having a chat chatting for most of the time about about Wolves and their Portuguese project and he's saying some interesting things about Vitinha as well saying that Luno uh, when he was his manager of course Vitinha for people who weren't uh, aware of this Vitinha actually had a, a year at Wolves I think it was just a year and uh, really didn't get a look in uh, there didn't play much uh, and then Came to came to Porto at the start of last season, you know, and had such an outstanding season. Ended up getting sold to PSG for 40 million, of course. And it was interesting. This, uh, Tim Spears was saying that Nunu just rated him so highly, and he said, "Is is Moutinho? Is Moutinho Mark two? You know, but he's uh, what 15 years younger or something." So uh, you know that kind of 
that kind of shows you, you know, uh, how well he's thought of, even at Wolves, where he didn't really, uh, you know, things didn't happen for him. Obviously, probably they're too young. But yeah, yesterday, and I think that's a good comparison, because like Martino at his very best, he's not really a player who, you know, catches the eye, you know, does amazing things, but he just does everything so well, so neatly, so just knits things together. Is one of these players who allows you know, the real kind of extravagantly talented players to, uh, it, it kind of lays the foundation for them to do their stuff. And uh, yeah, he looked good. He looked good. Hardly ever lost the ball. You know, Portugal did some really nice little intricate passing. Uh, none of that kind of very uh, irritating trap they sometimes uh, fall into, especially when things aren't going well, which is just, uh, you know, when they aren't creating chances, just knocking cross after cross into the box. There's none of that, you know, a lot of really intricate passing, a lot through the middle as well as as well as going down the flanks. And, and Virginia, when he came on, you know, that's really his game, isn't it? He's, uh, you know, he's really good at the operating in short, tight spaces. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> we could go on and on, couldn't we, Matt? There's just so many options uh, in this Portugal squad, especially in midfield. And, you know, like I said, you could make a valid point for, for almost all of them. Yeah, he's coming along really nicely. I think he's still going to be a bench player for now, but you never know. He could become like one of those guys in 2016 that came from nowhere. Oh, don't you rock my Because I don't want my boat to be rocking. Oh, one guy, Tom, we haven't mentioned. He wasn't in the squad who uh, hardly anyone talks about him and hardly anyone writes any articles about him. That's Cristiano Ronaldo. He had a gastric issue. And Tom, he's uh, he's released this two-part interview with Piers Morgan. The whole world, seemingly, and the journalist world just going into complete meltdown. The saturation is just incredible. The speculation just never ceases. The way Ronaldo just dominates the media landscape is just next level. And this, this interview he's done is almost unprecedented, I would say. And on the eve of the World Cup, some of the explosive things he said about Manchester United. I watched the first part, Tom. I haven't seen the second part yet. And honestly, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this because, as I said, it's just, be, it's just, it's just all over the place. But... What I, I guess I took out of it, which I already knew, but it was interesting hearing him talk about it, was uh, the loss of his, his child. You know, he, he had uh, two babies come at the same time, and uh, the, the, the baby boy died, and, and the baby girl survived. And uh, that's, that's, that's hardcore. And it's what I say time and time again, that people somehow just don't understand, is that these, these people are human beings, you know? They're just, they got human being, everyday life stuff coming at them and some of it's some of it's heavy so um yeah i'm not going to dissect the whole thing tom it's just just uh just too much i just i just want the, that 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 whistle to be blown mate i just want to see the game you know you know me i'm just pretty much all about what happens out on the grass with the ball anyway i don't really like getting into a whole lot of this off field sort of stuff but i know you haven't watched it tom but i mean what are your thoughts on just you know, as soon as something happens with Ronaldo, everyone's got to write an article about him. Everyone's got to go on a podcast, talk about him. It's just extreme. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was funny on, I think it was Tuesday, Juan Mario was asked, uh, of course, you know, which I think it was the first day they had the press conferences. 
uh, was asked about you know this and Ronaldo and this interview and the fact is just made worldwide headline news. Is that going to affect uh, you know the Portugal training camp at all? And he just gave a little laugh and he said, no, you know, not at all. We're we're used to this. He said this this isn't anything different in terms of the Portugal squad. You know, he said every. You know, and you've seen it as well, Matt, and I've seen it as well. You know, I've been in press conferences at tournaments where, you know, 15 questions, imagine, are asked in the pre-match press conference. Ten of them will be about Ronaldo. And so, <laughs> you know, it's like you said, it's incredible, really, how he can kind of dominate the, the agenda. I think I was listening to a, uh, a podcast, an English podcast, a few days ago, and someone was suggesting there something I never thought about, which I think could actually be true. You know, there's a case to say Ronaldo, perhaps the most famous person in the entire world. You know, it's just, or the most talked about person. It's just absolutely incredible, really, how, you know, anything he does is just completely, uh, like you say, dissected in, in the press. You know, a thousand different theories come out of his every move. On this occasion, of course, it's off his own making, and I suppose that's in one way that's what he was hoping uh, would be the reaction. You know, he's hoping that put his side of the story across. I'm like you, Matt. You know, I like football. I love football. You know, I don't really like so much all the drama around it, especially you know a lot of 1001 theories about every person and why he did this and why he did that and. We don't really know, so I suppose it's quite interesting, like you said, you know, him, the, the personal parts of the interview, where he really, you know, kind of, very honestly, didn't he, very frankly said what was going on in his life. The rest of it, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited, I'm really interested in Portugal going to Qatar and playing in the World Cup. Uh, not really <laughs> what's going on with uh, Ronaldo and Manchester United and so much. It's just a media circus and, you know, even a lot of the really good journalists out there, even they get sucked into it. If they're writing an article about Portugal, it's 99% Ronaldo-centric and there's just really no escaping it. I'm seeing this as like, you know, the off-season in club football where it's just all this this transfer garbage news and just, just nothing. But, you know, that's such a huge part of the media landscape as well. There's this transfer drama that people just get obsessed about and I honestly couldn't care less. So that's it, Tom. We've got a few more days. Yeah, I'm not really going to go along to any training sessions because where the Portugal are located, it's not going to be that easy for me to get there. And I, I applied for so many games and I got accreditation for almost all of them. So I'll be going to basically two games every day of the group stage. So just not going to have time anyway. And uh, I don't really think it's that important, you know. Endless speculation about what Santos will do, but at the end of the day, we'll know about an hour before kickoff and then we'll just go from there. So uh, looking forward to it. Let's see if... Mr. Ronaldo is, uh, is back and ready and starting that game. And let's see what Santos does. Let's hope for the best. Game on. Tom, nice speaking to yeah. you. Take it easy. Have a good trip over there. Really looking forward to uh, hearing your thoughts throughout the tournament. Two matches a day. Well, you don't do things by halves, do you, Matt? Well, no, I didn't expect <laughs> to get, I didn't expect to get uh, you know, approved for so many. But uh, now that I have... Pretty close, aren't they? I suppose that's the one advantage of having this... You know, this tournament in such a ridiculous venue. <laughs> yeah, I got a good spread of teams and uh, really looking forward to it. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel alright. Hear the children crying. One love, hear the children crying. One love.
No. 